welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. Welcome back, lovely listeners, to another what I hope will be inspiring episode of Up Close and Virtual, the KTVA Business Podcast. This afternoon, I am absolutely delighted and thrilled to introduce my guest, Gwen Backhouse. Gwen is someone whose expertise in the VA industry has gained accolade and established them as being a real trailblazer in our field. Before launching her own virtual assistant business, Curlew Secretarial Solutions, nine years ago, Gwen had an impressive 23 years secretarial career, which spanned a diverse range of industries, everything from healthcare through education, charity and hospitality. Perlo Secretarial Solutions is a national industry award-winning virtual assistant service comprising of a team with over 70 years of industry experience between them. Gwen's work goes far beyond her individual achievements. In February of this year, Gwen became the head of the Society of Virtual Assistants, a testament to her leadership and influence within our industry. Gwen has also, is also the co-founder of Broadlands VA Network, which is a non-profit organisation supporting VAs in the north of England in their growth and development. I, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Gwen, and I am so looking forward to chatting with you about your business journey and all of your achievements to date. Let's kick off with you giving the listeners a little bit more background about you. So why don't we start with the dreaded, in inverted commas, journey. Tell us how you became a VA. Right. Well, um, it's a very long, convoluted story, so I'll keep it brief. I was working as a nurse after I left school and... Um, it wasn't the industry for me. It just, I, it was hard work and um, it, it just drained me. Uh, the long shifts and, and the lack of staffing. And this is goodness knows how many years ago. So, um, yeah. so I hear it hasn't changed. No, no, sadly not <laughs> from, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, but I decided to go to college and yeah. do my, my qualifications in business admin um, around the time I had my daughter and um, I was I was 20 back then and it was it was the time to kind of pick something I wanted to do yeah um, and I have always loved typing and writing and, and when I did my A-levels I was just in love with writing a, um, like my essays and things like that 
Um, so yeah, I went to college. I got all my RSI qualifications and my business NVQs, one, two, etc. And uh, <laughs> and I ended up working in a doctor's surgery in Peterborough. Uh, and it was it wasn't a city centre one. It was kind of on the outskirts, but it was busy. And uh, I did audio typing for them and the reception work as yep. well. Um, and this is back when we had all the paper card records, you yes, know, and, yes. and actually they were starting to go digital and I had to yes. scan them all in. So they went on the computer. So <laughs> that was one of my jobs. Um, but it was then that I really found my passion for audio yes. typing, particularly. I love it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I worked there for quite a few years until I had my second daughter. Uh, then we moved to Suffolk and I ended up becoming the PA for a lady who worked in occupational health. Okay. And uh, I, I looked after her diary and managed all of her clients. And I she she wasn't the greatest person to work for in the world, but she taught me so much. And uh, she taught me how to network, which I can never thank her enough for. And she taught me how to run a business because I was so closely working with her. I could see how she managed her business. Um, and and that was invaluable. Yeah. But while I was working there, another one of the team told me that she was becoming a virtual assistant. And I was like, well, what is this thing? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Um, and I mean, this was quite some time ago before the advent of the cloud and what have you. Mm. Uh, and she talked me through what it was and I took it on board, but didn't think much about it. Um, and whilst I was working, I was also doing a degree in environmental science, which was more what? just because I enjoyed it, really, rather than anything else. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm yes. OK. I mean, nice I'm and diverse. Yes. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> With, with the plan to become a teacher, actually. Oh, um, yes. But I got to the end of the degree and it just didn't feel right. Um, yeah. I loved the subject area, but it didn't feel right. I loved admin. I just loved being in an office and typing and organising and filing and, and what have you. And it it kind of got to a point where it's like, what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do here? Um, I was working in a hotel at the time and um, I'd, I'd done a few jobs for them I was working as a cleaner actually we'd just moved up to Cumbria mm -hmm. and um and I, but I also got dragged into some admin jobs as well which, yeah. which was like oh well <laughs> oh, yes back in my happy place <laughs> exactly exactly and and so I decided it was October half term because I remember the girls were off school and it was like I'm gonna do it I'm, I'm gonna become a virtual assistant so I just left my job now, I was very lucky because my husband is a full-time chef and he was able to support us until we got to the point where I was earning enough. Through that sort of transition yes. period as you ramp up to have a client base that's... Exactly, yeah. ...for yourself, yeah, understood. This is it. And I know I'm very blessed in that respect because I know some people have to work until they get to that point. So I was able to have that time to really push my business, get out there and network and advertise and, and just really throw myself in and and I did and I grew my business and I was so chuffed with myself because I'd never done anything like this before I'd always you know I'd gone to work I'd done my job well um, but I'd never created something like that that I could say was tangibly mine you know when you um, set it up Gwen, did you set it up with the purpose of having associates and additional members of your no. team? Okay. No. So when I set up, 
I didn't know much about the industry at all. No. Uh, so I didn't I didn't have a trainer um, because I didn't know they existed. <laughs> um, <laughs> frankly, I've done yeah. I've done lots of research. I mean, I I spent between October and February researching like stink. Yes. I spent all my time on the internet and like looking at other VAs websites and finding what was out there. Um, one thing I never thought to search for actually was VA trainers, but there we are. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so it was a lot of kind of learning on the job, and um, you know sometimes I learned the hard way and sometimes I didn't. But uh, it was a good way to do it actually because I, I kind of found the pitfalls along the way that I was able to kind of haul myself out of and then use that as advice for other people. Absolutely. So, and I have to, I hand on heart, I I followed a very similar path. I did it entirely right. off my own back. Rather like you, I'd had that background where I had learned an awful lot about running a small business from the people that I'd worked with historically. So I sort of used a lot of my experience and then reached out to people who I thought would be good advisors to to help me guide my way through that, making sure my business was set up appropriately and all those sort of bits and pieces definitely so you on your own networking like mad building up a client base how long did it take you to get to that point where you thought okay I've got a business now I've got something that is long term it's developable I can see a future in this um so I had my first client within a month yeah um and that was because I was sitting there and I was like I want a client um, and I went, I went on Twitter and typed in hashtag I need help, and um, a client came up. Sure enough, and it was a journalist, and he needed somebody to transcribe his his audio typing. Oh. So I, I sent him a message, and I was like, "Well, I can help you with that." And he came back and said yes, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what do I do now?" The Twitter gods <laughs> were smiling on you. I love it. That's brilliant. And I, I genuinely, I, I always, you know, we always ask people, you know, how how do they sort of get their clients on board? Yeah. When do they find them? And nine times out of ten, most of them will say, "Well, actually, through my own kind of network." Very few can relate to a client coming directly from a social well, this media is post, it. and that's yeah. very unusual yeah he's actually still my client to this day wow. um and he lives in sweden now and he um through him i've typed up interviews with jeff goldblum and um oh, all sorts of famous wonderful people it's been an amazing job oh, yeah brilliant. um so he he was great and then because i was networking i started getting results from that and Within, I would say, 18 months, I was almost at capacity, um, which suddenly I was like, I, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. <laughs> what comes next? Yeah. Um, but I had been to um, BA conferences at this point mm-hmm. and met people and learned about how the industry works more. Um, they'd told me how they'd grown their business with teams, etc., cetera, and uh, given me their advice so I was I was kind of at a point where it's like right th- this is the next stage now what do I do from here yep. and they were there to help me and of course I'd met people at these conferences that I could then work with so brilliant, brilliant. it was kind um, of 
a roll on. Did you instantly go, okay, it's the associate route, or did you kind of toy with that bringing people in as employees? How did you kind of get to that point of making the decision as to it, which route to go down? Yeah, it took a while actually. Yeah. So when when I first started my business, I envisioned envisioned in my head um growing my business and ending up with this wonderfully big office block of lots of staff <laughs> workers for me. <laughs> with an so this is how much I knew about the industry at the time. Um, that's what I envisioned. And obviously, as I met people in the industry and I learned how it all worked, that very quickly changed. Um, and I very soon realised that actually it would be much easier and I think it would work for me better if I had a team of associates that I could call upon and that started ad hoc when I got busy. And now I've obviously got teams that have um, clients of their own. Yeah, absolutely. So, so how, yes. How many, um, how many VAs does Curlew sort of consist of now? Um, we've got eight on the books, yeah. um, but we've got some floating around as well that kind yeah. of come back. So I've, I've got a couple of ladies that have worked for me in the past and they've, they've then got to capacity themselves and, and gone off but if they have quiet periods they quite often kind of come knocking on the door and just saying anything (laughs) they use you rather than going and doing their own networking (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're pretty ingenious us VAs you know absolutely a piece of business if it's lurking out there yes it's one it's it's something I I mean I I toyed with the idea of doing it um some years back and actually made a conscious decision that I wanted to retain my business entirely for myself. Yeah. Because, you know, there was also a lot of other stuff going on in my life. And I was concerned that I wouldn't have the time and the energy to bring those associates on. It's a lot of work. It is. It a lot is. Of work. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. funnily enough, I think that's probably something we ought to talk about more for those mm. who are at that juncture let's talk about what the impact is of bringing on your own associates Gwen I mean yeah well essentially yeah you're a manager so you need to have those management skills and it's about not looking over their shoulder and and trusting them to get on with it Uh, and that can be hard because I've, I've been bitten a few times with with people that have lied on the cv or you know maybe something wasn't quite right or for whatever reason it's not worked out sometimes you're just not compatible yeah and and that's okay you yeah, know people exactly. are different yeah, um maybe. but the ones you gel with you work out you get you learn how to work out how that's going to work by getting to know them beforehand um and we'll talk a bit about collaboration later i expect but that has has paid off because yeah. by collaborating in the industry you get to know these people before you, you start working with Effectively them. Effectively yes appoint them or work with them exactly yeah. so it's that sort of back yeah. relationship it's that stuff that leads up to the point at which I definitely you yeah. or you approach them and I guess yeah. it's a little bit like the sort of you know recruitment industry if you can tell really good people this is it yeah you and, and- your own as with recruitment, the onboarding process is is crucial. So I have an onboarding pack that I send out to my new associates and it tells them who I am, what my business is about, what my mission, vision, ethics and values are so that they can really understand where I'm coming from to enable them to give 
their best back to my clients. Because after all, it, it's your business, it's your baby. And, and actually giving somebody work for your client is, is quite daunting at first. So to, to have them fully understand your business and to know that your door is open, should they have any concerns at all, that that really helps. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it's that it's that information share. It's information is power. So if you are able to arm people with all of that detail that they can take on board, then they can actually work from something. It's it's like taking on a new client, for example. If you go straight into it, then you end up falling over your face and making all sorts of mistakes because nobody knows where the boundaries are, nobody knows where the boundaries are. So I think that that is... Definitely. That is the magic to making it work. Well, this is it. And and having the contracts in place as well. So you've got those legals covered, making sure they're insured and ICO registered. And all of that is just as important. (laughs) I really want to congratulate you on your appointment of the head of the Society of Virtual Assistants. Because it is a big role and I think for any of us BAs who are members we really really appreciate what you do how how did that appointment come about Gwen how how did that sort of happen well I mean I've known Caroline for a long time now um she was one of the first people I met actually when I first started and I went went to the conference so yeah she was at that conference and we've we've ended up kind of working together more and more over the years and I helped out with the trainers um approved the approved trainers scheme yeah um and I was chatting with her must have been last year sometimes and um I said you know if you want any help with the SVA then um you know I'm happy to step in and help you with like the the survey and what have you because it's we we share the same values with regards to the SVA things um which is like I might take you up on that and the next thing I know she's saying actually do you want the whole thing (laughs) and and when she said that to you was it an instant of course I'll do it or did you really have to sort of sit I wanted to say yes straight away um but because it is such a huge role I had to just sit back and check myself and make sure that this was something I had the capacity for yeah and um I've got the passion for it absolutely I love the industry just love it Mm -hmm. and um you know, I, I want to see it, it do well in the future and I want to see our VAs professional and, yeah. you know, giving a good impression overall. And, uh, yeah, it, it it didn't take me long to say yes. I wanted to say yes instantly, but I, I was, I thought, no, I've got to be sensible about this, Gwen. Have a think about it. Yeah, have <laughs> so a breath. So she gave me a week. <laughs> and I came back have and said, that. yes. Yes, I would. Yeah, she wouldn't have given you too long with the fear that you might have changed your mind. I know I might run away. (laughs) So I think it's really important for us to discuss the Society of Virtual Assistants. Um, I've been a member for a good few years now, but I think what's let's go through the details. So let's talk about you know what is the purpose, um, you know, and what as a result of that, what are the sort of benefits that membership to to a VA will will bring to them yes okay so well the the SVA was set up long before I was a VA about 15-16 years ago Uh, and it was set up for several reasons and one was education because back then people didn't really know what a virtual assistant was and there is still an element of that out there Mm -hmm. so 
yeah, so the education was a big thing. Um, the other thing was to make sure that people were getting the right VA for them. So producing a database of VAs who met our basic criteria, had everything in place that they needed to, and then we would advertise them on our website, and we still do. Yeah. So people can go on and choose them according to what skills they have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting a bit big and unruly now, but we have plans for that. So <laughs> I, I had a look at the um, it's a sort of Excel um, online Excel spreadsheet. It is. isn't it? And yes. I did try and have a look at it a couple of months ago. And I, I sort of got through to page four and thought, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, this I'm is now it. Yes. I am now defeated. I'm going to just wait because I know somebody's doing something about this. In the yes, we are. It's it's all in hand. Um, but yeah, I mean, also as well as that, it's it's um, we want to be a resource for virtual assistants. So whether they are considering coming a virtual assistant, they are a new virtual assistant, or whether they are, you know, I don't want to say old virtual assistant because that's very rude. But they've no, no, no. <laughs> been in this for a while. Um, just being there to support them, to help with any questions they have, and to give um, the essential advice they need for free, um, so that they're not having to go away and pay for advice that, you know, for example, about contracts, and um, they have questions about insurance and things like that, because this is crucial stuff, and we want to make sure that they get that information that they need. Yeah, and I always say to certainly the people that I kind of coach and mentor when they're setting up, the the value in all those sort of things about getting them right at the first instance is yeah. absolutely essential. But I always say, if you have any questions about the best practice stuff when it comes yeah. to the virtual assistant, go and have a proper look at the SVA website. Yes. It's all there and you should be a member anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, this is it. Yeah, it's... I'm a big yeah. advocate. And I also, I think the one thing that I have really got from, from the society is the fact that you are very much entrenched in the industry. And I guess this is probably a great point or time for us to sort of bring up the the annual survey that you conduct Um, this is a survey that is basically distributed to any virtual assistant who has the will and the inclination to complete it but it's checking on standards national pay making sure that everybody is is kind of getting their um, not getting but that they're sort of where they are in terms of new in, um, clients or less yep. clients to the previous year so you, you're much more entrenched in it so so give us a bit of, of of the background and and the sort of purpose to the survey. Yep so the survey has been going almost as long as the SVA um, this is our, our 13th survey um, but we missed last year um Caroline was going through a lot of stuff and and, um, she wasn't able to run it. So we've we've got a bit of a gap there, which um, ironically couldn't have come at a worse time because everything in the world has changed in the last two or three years. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, but we look for patterns and we the idea is, is that instead of when you want to become a virtual assistant, instead of having to go out there and, and look at individual VA's websites, you're coming to a place and it's all there. Um, we, yeah, we had a lot of VA's that were pretending to be clients and wasting people's time so they could get prices and information. And this this stops that essentially. Um, but we're also used by the, the mainstream media as well. 
Um, mm. So they, we tend to sell it to like the BBC and, and ITV and, and they'll take the results for their news and what have you. Because um, otherwise, well, you've seen the stories in the newspapers about how easy it is to become a virtual assistant and you can be a billionaire. <laughs> So I, this, I have to say, every time I see anything like that, I have to comment. I can't keep my mouth. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah, nope, I'm with you there. <laughs> you know, and I think it, the one thing I always say to pe- people who sort of get in touch with me and ask about it is, you know, there's huge amounts of excitement, and there's this sort of slight and thing about, oh, well, you know, it's going to be really easy. Mm-hmm. This is tough. Oh yes, running yeah. your own business regardless of whether it's a virtual assistant mm-hmm. or whatever it is really tough it's it really is but I yeah. think competitive actually in a rather sort of com- sort of contradictory way because we're actually a very supportive environment yes um, but it is hard work you will yep. certainly be working long hours uh, anybody who tells you you can do it in two days a week and earn a six-figure salary is <laughs> absolutely yes. Yeah, you. we've heard it all. We've heard it all. It drives yeah. me insane. Yeah. And I also find that sort of media really disrespectful to those who work so incredibly hard in the business. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, to 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 raise the profile of who they are and what they're doing and all that sort of thing. So it is. So yeah. you know, and I would say to any virtual assistant who is out there listening to us today. Get onto the SVA website, sign up, do the survey, become a member. I mean, membership is, I mean, peanuts. It is, it's free, essentially. We ask for a donation. Yes. Um, So, yes. I think. Yep. Um, But, yeah, the more more people or more VAs that fill in the survey, the more credible it is. Um, So, we've we've reached our 10%, which is great, because we always aim to meet at least 10% of the industry to make it credible and authentic. Um, But the more we get, the better that gets. And it's ideal for wading into the controversial issue of rates, um, which uh, causes all sorts of upset across the industry when people raise the ugly subject. but yeah. actually, our statistics don't lie because we we take those rates from VAs who've given us what they what they ask for. And if an average comes up as such and such, then that's what that's that average is. Minimum. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Uh, so. And I, I do, you know, I think the other thing I would always say to anybody who's starting up a, a VA business, the likelihood is you're doing it with a professional or corporate um, experience behind you. Yeah. You have a massive value in that. Don't worry yes. about the kids who are charging 15 quid an hour. They will suit it. that on their face. You're yep. the professional. Set your rates as to what actually makes sense for you in your business. Exactly. For yep. it. And this this is the thing, yeah. I mean, with with rates, there is no set amount of rates that you can charge in the industry. There's no law or legislation that says what it should be. So nobody has the right to say it should be this or it should be this. Um, you know, it's it's a free for all, really. <laughs> but you, I think, the wonderful thing is that the SVA are really there to sort of help people benchmark, and, yes. and you know, it'll give it gives confidence to those people who are setting out. It on- does, and a lot of VAs don't know what they can charge. Right. Um, I had somebody the other day who was like, "I can charge that much." 
like, yes, you can charge them because you've got to cover this, this and this. All of your overheads. And as much as people think, oh, you're working from home, so there aren't any overheads. Well, they're blinking well off. There is. <laughs> about the insurance, you know, you might not yeah. feel confident enough to do your own accounting. So get an accountant. Exactly. And those things, I'm afraid, are what come off the bottom line. And those are the things that ultimately you need to pay for. What is your sort of top tips? What's your best advice and top tips would you give any new and aspiring VA? Hmm. Right. So I have I have two. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are thinking of starting a new business, research. Yeah. Research like stink. Yeah. <laughs> Look at everything you can. Look at other VAs' websites. Don't waste their time, though, saying you're a client because that is very annoying. Um, get the survey because you will have results in there. Um, if you want our last survey, just drop me an email and I'll send you a copy out. Uh, and just see what goes on in the industry. There are loads and loads of Facebook groups out there, um, you know, where you can go on and ask questions in a safe environment. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, clients can't see what you're writing, but other VAs can. So that's always nice. <laughs> And get yourself along to VA events that are going on. So there, there's no shortage of them around the country. And, you know, we, we try to push them all on the SVA Facebook group. And um, we've just had the Northeast VA conference, which I co-found with um, Amy Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Northwest VA conference. There's the UK VA conference and the Southern VA collaboration down in Devon way, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other groups around as well that meet up. And if you if there isn't one near you, start one. Absolutely. And <laughs> I think that's the wonderful thing about the industry is, you know, nobody is going to feel upset because you've decided yeah. to set up a VA networking group in your region. Exactly. Yeah. Go for it. And the more we do, the more we raise the profile of, of our business and our industry. And I think that's I think I really genuinely think that's really yes. good. And the yeah. other thing is that and I mentioned it earlier, we are a really collaborative group. You yeah. know, I haven't as yet met any VA who I haven't felt that I could talk to. Mm. I take calls all the time from people who are wanting to set up their business. Yes. And I am very happy to share my advice, my tips, etc. Yeah. It's a unique industry and in that respect, unique. I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and I, yeah. I, worked in lots of professional services industries and I can hand on heart say that I've never ever come across it other than than the no industry no no that's it. it it is so special for that I have to say coming back to you and your business how do you see that growing and developing over the next sort of five years or so so I'm hoping to take on a few more team members I've, I've actually had it's, it's been one of those where you know roller coaster um I've had an influx of new clients this week and it's it's suddenly come out of well not nowhere because I've been marketing but uh, (laughs) it's taken me by surprise shall we say that they've all come at once so um I'm going to have to take on some new team members to to deal with that because I am only one person and my team can only deal with so much so um yeah I'm always growing my team and um working with with other VAs which I love uh, my ultimate goal is to retire to Spain. 
Oh, now that I would love to great. do that. That's a great goal. To have. <laughs> I love that. Well, this is it. So, in particular, or not we, we love the Alicante region. So, oh, south okay. of Alicante, you've got Santa Pola, that kind of area, and it's Heaven. it's kind of more authentic Spain. And yeah. um, yes, we love. I've learned Spanish, so um, I'm I'm preparing myself. <laughs> I just love it there so really much. Grow the business to the point that you can then happily step yeah. away, sell it, whatever it might be. Exactly. And yes. go to the sunshine and enjoy that sangria. Yes. That is the plan. <laughs> that is the plan. So uh yeah. And my husband's a chef, so he can cook me lots of nice Spanish food. Oh, delicious. <laughs> I've got it all planned out. <laughs> What's been the most valuable lesson that you've learned on your VA journey, Gwen? Oh, gosh. Um, networking, yeah. I believe. Networking has, I, I wouldn't be, well, networking and collaboration. Um, I wouldn't be where I am now had it not been for either of those things. Yeah. So networking accounts for such a vast amount of my business. And because it's a slow burner, networking events I went to years ago are still bearing fruit. Um, I have to say that of all the VAs I help out there, the ones that network get to capacity first. That's interesting, isn't it? So it's, yeah, it it does pay off. And the collaboration has, has also got me to where I am, having met people who've inspired me, met people who've coached me and meeting people that I wanted to work with and I've learned from and you know I mean I, I wouldn't be in this position at the SVA if I hadn't have collaborated okay. in the first place. Just on the networking how do you go about choosing which networking events are right for you because I think there are so many. Out- yes there are. <laughs> yes. Really kind of they do yeah and they end up yeah. going to one having a horrible experience and thinking oh, yep. I'm yep okay right this is a big subject but <laughs> if you can get your marketing right and if you can work out who your ideal client is mm-hmm. and really refine down now now if you want to work out who your ideal client is drop me an email because I actually have a workbook that you can really dig down and work out who they are yeah um then you've got to think, where would they hang out? What networking groups would they go for? So I was talking to a lady the other day who wants to work with the wellness sector mm-hmm. um, and yoga instructors. Yeah. And she was like, well, what about BNI? And I was like, do you think they would hang out there? <laughs> and and she said, no, probably not. Um, you want to be going to, if they have any industry events that you can attend, uh, but we've got like in Cumbria, and I don't know what other areas have, but we've got a lot of smaller networking groups that you pay five pounds for when you attend um, a lot of women's networking groups. And they're the type of places that that client would hang out. Yeah. Um, I don't work with very corporate organizations. It just mm-hmm. it, it's just not for me. I'm yeah. quite laid back and down to earth, if you hadn't noticed. <laughs> So going to, um, I I went to a chamber networking group, the Chamber of Commerce, and it was all solicitors, lawyers, people very suited up. And and it just wasn't my ideal client. They weren't my people. Um, So I found a wonderful networking group called Pink Link Ladies. 
and they operate in the northwest of England. And it is full, jam-packed with my ideal clients. And I've done so well out of it. And it's it's paid for itself because of the clients I've got back. Um, You don't have to spend a lot. No, you don't. You really don't have to spend a lot. And the other thing is that most networking environments will allow you to come as a guest to try before you buy. Yes. And I highly recommend that you. Yes, definitely. But do your research, you know, but you're quite right. It's very difficult to find your ideal networking environment if you don't know who your ideal client is. Yes, definitely. Flopping from one place to another and you just don't know where you're going. So I think that's that's definitely. But also you can network blimmin anywhere. You can network at the school Mm -hmm. gates. You can network at the shops. Absolutely. I always, my my sort of big piece of advice to people is actually, you know, you have a a referral network sitting right in front of you. You have friends, you have family, you have PTA members, you have ex-colleagues, you have ex-people, you know, people that you've worked with, who's your boss, you know, all those sort of things. This is it. Sit and write that list to start with and start talking to them. And then, you know, then do your research for your networking because you'll be amazed. I I mean, I basically grew my entire business out of my own referral network. I didn't do any. Yes. Yep. Marketing. Um, yeah. And I probably just I just got very lucky, I think. How do you see the virtual assistant industry growing and developing over the few coming years? Oh, that's an interesting one. So. I think it's going to continue to grow and I think there will always be a role for us out there. Uh, I know that there are a lot of VAs out there that are concerned. Concerned is the right word. I think about AI, Mm -hmm. um, particularly with the likes of chat GBT that you say, write me a blog on such and such and up it comes Mm -hmm. Uh, and it will write me an email and up it comes. And that's wonderful. But what we need to do as VAs is stay on top of that because I think if you don't adapt and embrace that technology which you can then help your clients with Mm. you're going to get left behind so I think you have to just keep learning keep growing um and and move move with the times absolutely 100% I think we need to embrace it and I think at the end of the day Ultimately, the whole management of AI will fall to us. Yes. Don't embrace it now. Don't learn how to use it properly. Then you will potentially be at risk because you can't offer that as a sort of skill under your services, banners, etc. Definitely. I interviewed Jessica McBride, who is the tech savvy assistant, um, a couple of weeks ago for this podcast. Ah, uh, yes. She's written a small book on ChatGPT. Oh, excellent. Her advice, interestingly, was exactly what you've just said. Yay. <laughs> absolutely in this to deliver it as a service, potentially, um, yeah. enhance it. And I think the wonderful thing that we have the ability to do is to personalise it. The big issue at the moment is that people aren't taking what it's being produced yeah. and making it out and pitching it in their own tone. Definitely, definitely. And that is where yeah. it's obvious and people just turn off. So, Well, yes, it, it not only that, Google doesn't like AI copy at the moment. So if you don't adapt it and turn it into your own, it's going to get you into trouble ultimately. So, yes, but... Uh, very last question because we're coming Mm -hmm. to the end what are your plans for the society of virtual assistants oh we've got lots it's quite exciting (laughs) so my first priority um is to get the website redone 
So we want to make it more user friendly so it's easier to find materials because at the moment it's it's very difficult to find what you're looking for um, and the searches aren't great. So that and and like you say, the directory is is just a very long list. So we want to get it to a point where it's far more user friendly and functionable. Um, I'm thinking of starting up a forum on uh, not ChatGPT. We've just mentioned that on uh, Discord, okay. Um, because a lot of the younger VAs now coming into the industry are set up on there already. Yeah. Um, so we, we've had some resistance to it because people don't want another platform, but we've got to think of the newbies coming in, and Absolutely. you know, it's in that age group, that's what they're using. They're set up there, and it's actually a really good platform. So I'm quite excited for that. Well, that sounds brilliant. Yes. And I'm setting up a board of advisors because I feel that um, as an industry body, we we can't be biased. And having one person at the helm isn't necessarily unbiased. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm setting up a board of advisors so they can advise me on, on particular issues and just make sure that I'm doing it for the industry and not because that's something that I have a bias against. Um, and also, uh, the idea is to reset up as a CIC. Okay. So um, we've we've got that behind us as well because then it's easier to apply for funding, so we can we can do more and get it out there, and right. and sponsor lots more events because we we've really enjoyed sponsoring the two northern conferences and uh, just getting out there and meeting everybody. So so yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've really come in, hit the ground running, and (laughs) you're going to make a huge success of it. I know you are. And thank you. I am just so honored that you've taken some time out to talk to us. Oh, it's fabulous to be here. Genuinely, um, I'm really appreciative of your time. I know it's a big ask, um, and I am very, very grateful. So thank you very much. Lovely listeners, all of Gwen's contact details will be in the show notes um, once the show goes live. Please reach out to her. And more importantly, please go and get the survey and complete the Society of Virtual Assistants survey. It is important and it will mould and help us develop our industry. So please, 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 if you are listening, I implore that you go out and do that. Gwen, thank you very much indeed. I wish you every success and please keep in touch and let me know how things are going. Will do. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels. All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes, or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.